Hey guys, welcome to the back room of the sanctuary where the conversation happens. Um, we're going to have this podcast and we're going to start this with saying that this is going to be just genuine conversation in the back of the church. Um, nothing seriously crazy, but, you know, just topics that we think are interesting. Um, just for instance, you know, I'm going to introduce myself. I'm Jose. I am pretty outgoing to myself. I'm, you know, uh, I have my buddy over here who is my co-host. I'm going to pass it to him so he can go ahead and introduce himself. My name is Bill. I'm uh, the bassist at our church. I am very outgoing and love talking despite not liking the sound of my own voice. Uh, I will probably never listen to any of these episodes back uh, unless something really funny happens. Hopefully it does, but you know, it's all up to the ebb and flow of what we're talking about. And today we've got a guest joining us, my good friend Johnny with an H, John Hume. Yeah, what's up guys? Uh, I don't think I'm actually going to attribute anything to this. I'm kind of just here. Uh, he's the, the guy. Track. Yeah, he's the guy in the back of the podcast that you hear laughing very loudly at the jokes the other people say. They all have them. That guy gets paid more money than the podcaster because it's the most important job. He's the he's the live uh, laughing track. Yeah. It's gonna be Seinfeld up in here. You're gonna hear laughs from the back. You're gonna hear Big yeah. Bang Theory style laughing going on at all times, <laughs> making got, our jokes funny. Good. <laughs> hey, so this for being the first podcast, guys. Um, Let's just uh, have a normal conversation. Um, let's forget uh, there's a phone in the room. Let's just forget that there is a microphone. Just you know, hold the microphone to your mouth. Obviously, guys. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. But let's just let's just forget that we're trying to make a recording. Let's just have a genuine conversation together. Sure. Um, well, and let me go ahead and start. Oh, John, you got it's something kinda, to say? It's kind of crazy that the first episode you guys already had a guest <laughs> yeah, it, it, it sometimes happens that way uh and and this is truly the test of whether the guest will become an extra host sometimes you hit it right in the first try sometimes you got to keep going so we'll see how funny this gets this may be permanent who knows yeah. well let's just let me just start it off with a little conversation here um well uh guys how do you how do you feel about um just church in general you're the co-host, man. Yeah, let me go. Let me go ahead and answer that. Anybody can answer. John that. needs to talk more into the mic, by the way, um, just a little bit. And I, I enjoy church, uh, and it took me a while to get there because when you grow up in it, you don't get a choice. It's not a voting system. Should we go to church? <laughs> your parents don't let you do that, and so at least not for son, me. Put your clothes on. Get the car. <laughs> exactly. So you know, it's always been kind of a you're going to church, and then you know. Sometimes you like it. Sometimes you're waiting for lunch, and and that's how it was for most of my childhood. You're like, oh, this one was we good, this one was not, and uh, there's no video. They can't tell. It's not funny. <laughs> they don't know how fat I am. I, I'm a great individual. I'm a I'm a great person, is what I'll say about that. But you know, growing up, growing up, that's a biblical term too. You know, <laughs> there's great people in in the house of God, mostly preachers. Uh, who love chicken, but why specifically chicken? I don't know. I, I who who thought of that? Holiness preachers I don't love know. chicken. I think that's just a southern thing, you know. KFC with the chicken, you know, Colonel, all that I kind of stuff. Know. I know several holiness preachers who just, and it's not even just they love chicken. I, I'll tell you one thing. Just, I mean, I know we're not gonna get off subject or anything, sure. but like, try not to. Right. But um, I when I grew up in the church, 
a lot of times the churches went out for for dinner. They had a Sunday dinner yeah. outside. They didn't go. Yeah. They didn't do uh, home meals like we do at our church. Sure. They go out. Um, and a lot of times, the the cheapest way to go is chicken. chicken. You know, it's yeah. the cheapest way to go. <laughs> so I think that's. I think I think that's where it kind of stems from. I'm sure. Positive. Well, and it's always easy to find especially in this area, you know, central Florida, that's the easiest. You just go to a Publix and pick up some chicken. Publix for chicken is awesome. Amen, the Publix. It's just, yeah, it's just a huge event. It's either pizza or chicken. And so where are you going to go with that? If you're southern, you go chicken. If you're anywhere else, you usually go pizza. Something like that. But It depends on the occasion as well. Like on sure. our, our church work days, it's always ended with Little Caesars. Yeah. There's there's definitely culture to that. There's a culture to what kind of food we like, and that's a part of church too. Is is you know the culture. people around you? Yeah. There's well, there's a culture to church, but like the people around you and the fellowship that you have. Sometimes you know there are people who get to have those kind of home cooked. You know, everybody together in the same building, and sometimes it's all right. Everybody load up. We're going to go to you know. I guess not Chick Fil A. Yeah, Chick Fil A closes on Sundays, but anywhere else. <laughs> That's good. They'll sometimes, you know, go to their local restaurant or something. And hey, sometimes... Chick-fil-A, we need to get a side, the side chick open, guys. The side chick. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you have, uh, you sometimes will get those those uh, dirty looks from the the servers when you come in with a group of 20 people. Like, it's, it's you know, 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock at a Denny's, and you're like, we got a group of 27? And they, they start looking at the tables like, oh, I don't think we even have 27 seats in the whole establishment. But... They do their best. Lord love them. It's always crazy. We, we go to Denny's and there's three people working. That's, that's always nice. Well, where were you going with the, with your uh, childhood uh, church? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> what was I saying? I like church is what I want to get off of this. I do enjoy it. Uh, sometimes it's hard to focus on other things besides music because I know all of us, that's a big part of what we do. You know, two drummers, bass player, we are, we have to be there. I mean, there's a definite pressure on us. Not as much maybe as the preacher because they're having to deliver the word of God. But as far as us, we always have that feeling of that's what we're going to do. Because we enjoy playing music and that's how we got into it is we all enjoyed music. But sometimes you get lost in playing music and, and what the music is about. And, and sometimes you forget who you're there for. And and then the preaching is just like, all right, we got through the singing, now we got to get through the preaching. You know? And I, I think I think that's also um, something about churches is where 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 we set a pattern. <clears throat> I think that's one. What I think that's a big thing about churches is is, and I'm not sure if I should say that as it's a flaw or whatever. But I think there's a lot of churches that do a real good job of letting the spirit flow and let the spirit loop move. You know, if the Lord wants the um, the preaching to go, let the the preaching go. But if the Lord says, hey. There's more victory and more shout in his songs than there is going to be in the preaching. I think the Lord, I think the churches that allow the Lord to move freely is are the ones that have you know better freedom and more more victory. For sure, I think that there's nothing wrong with having a you know a way of doing things, but do you let the routine that you have become a ritual? Ooh. And do you let it you know <laughs> you know you there's nothing wrong with having a routine. I mean, we all have routines and different things we do where we have a specific way of doing it. But if, if you're, you know, all of a sudden you can't break out of that, you know, there's routines are sometimes meant to be broken in ways. If something changes, you have to do it. And, and it's not led by a schedule. It's, you know, led by what the spirit does. And if we're not doing that, then suddenly we're the Pharisees who 
can't figure out any way of getting around having to sacrifice the animal and praying at this time and sounding a horn when we're, you know, about to give an offering or any yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. It's all ritual, and and it's it's about learning, you know, what is needed. And the most things that, that's needed is going to be worship, which can be through music, or it can be through, you know, the preaching. And you can hear that, too, where you're worshiping with the preacher or for the preacher sometimes, depending on which church you go to. Some of them are a little excitable about, about who they're Just talking about. I don't want to name drop. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no you know, but but remember who the preacher got the message from. Yeah. Sometimes you know you see these huge preachers in in the Christian movement that all of a sudden they they follow off the off the platform just about because all this stuff starts coming out about the bad things they're doing and they're sinning in secret, and that didn't start from a place of humility. That's the problem. Is that if they were truly there to minister to people? Yeah they wouldn't be in that spot. A lot of times it's because they get into the position of being higher up. I think, I think the power, I think, like exactly what you're going to say, I think the, yeah. the power of being the preacher is something that uh, it, 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 it puts a lot of pressure, but it also makes them feel uh, like they have, you know, obviously more power. And it makes them drive. It makes yeah, them hungry it for like it. like they're more important than the congregation. Um, but, you know, the Lord uses people. I'm, I'm not going to say he doesn't. And sometimes he, you know, he uses people that we don't think he could use. Sure. Um, but, you know, in, in, in your situation that you just mentioned, you know, um, <clears throat> sometimes people do wrong things and they get up on that pulpit and they start, you know, Start the Lord starts revealing their secret sins. You know the Lord. The Bible tells you. Um, do you do you know that uh, scripture? Yeah, where be sure your sins will find you out. Yeah, if you're on that you're on that pulpit, and you, and you decide that you're gonna be up there and try to preach the gospel, and people here in, in that pulpit are are knowing about you. You best just go hang it sure. up. Real quick, going back to what you said about not falling into a, a pattern. Uh, we had a preacher come by our church, and he preached on just another Tuesday. Mm. So, you know, Tuesday nights, you come in, you pray, yeah. sing two songs, right. pray again, sing another song, doze through the preaching. <laughs> yeah. uh, so he, he preached on not doing that, to, for every service to be, for you to come every service to praise, to lift God up, to, you know, right. to, to take a step closer. There's so much amazing things that happens that you can't plan out if you're truly following the spirit. Uh, if you're not just, you know, thinking, you know, two days ahead of maybe I'll sing this song or that song. Uh, maybe if you're open to and, like, what is the, you know, praying about it. What do you want me to sing? Leaving yourself open to the spirit and being willing to step out on a limb when it comes down to it. If you feel an urging in your soul that you need to sing this, then you start seeing the service line up. And we see that I would say, I mean, it's, it's often at our church that something that was said, you know, with every, at least once a month, something that was said before leads perfectly into the message and it wasn't planned. Or the Sunday yeah. school class that Granny wasn't in, I <laughs> right. had no idea what was going on. Her Sunday so school class times. lined up and the message lined up perfectly with our Sunday school class. And it's, if you're in that routine of, you know, just everybody you know, trying to do it for the ritualistic service. Yeah, just, just to say that you went to church. Then it's not going to work out like that. And and it's your service, not God's. Okay, okay, okay. You, you, you guys just brought, you, you just brought up a point. I just had a conversation with somebody today. Okay. And um, believe it or not, they were talking about 
church and they were asking me, do you believe in that? And I said, what do you mean? And and then I'm just like, I'm, I'm just, I'm baffled. I'm like, what do you mean? Do I believe in church? Do I believe in the building or do I believe in the congregation or do I believe in the body of Christ? What do you, what are you yeah, asking? Yeah, it's a difference. So, so, so. <laughs> So I was I was asking, and then they said, "Do you believe in going to church and and worshiping with people?" Yes. And after that, I'm just like, I'm just like, I'm confused if you don't understand what the church is, you know. Yeah. And um, part of the problem is that uh, Bill, you you hit it on the head earlier, just just a second ago. A lot of times we hear people like Sunday school and then next you know the message the three songs yeah it all ties together so conveniently True. and it seems like it's every week it ties together so conveniently yeah. so then the people they start thinking hey this church is pulling strings this church is trying to this church is trying to make people believers or yeah. trying to you know it's it's like sure. they want you to think that God is doing this and the first thing that came to his his mouth was the bible says and i'm gonna i'm gonna say it the way he said it sure so um if you're offended by this i'm sorry i'm just gonna this I, is I kind of apologize this 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 people. remember this is the back room of the sanctuary yes. this is the back room we're not in the sanctuary no um per se so um but he said damned is the man who trusts another man and I was so confused because I was like, the Bible says that, but 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 in Jeremiah, it said, "Cursed be the man who trusts in another man," because it's talking about um, it's talking about trusting in the Lord. Yes. And uh, I talked to him and I said, the way that you mentioned that scripture, it sounds so out of context because you're talking about trusting in somebody and right. i come from a i come from a background where catholic churches they all have fathers they all have yes. sisters these nuns right they have these rituals they have these beliefs and it's all like it's tied together they make it that way and then um you know you go and you basically talk to the father of the church as if he was god yes. and then you you're basically trusting a man f with with all your religious religious yeah. things um but i've i've come far from that now i'm i'm in this church I, sure. i'm happy with this church this church doesn't do anything like that and i want to make that clear we don't we don't pull strings in this church the lord the lord moves and he does things he makes things ordained in this church um and i i really appreciate that um but some people are still lost in that what do you what yeah. do you say about that bill well, it's it's difficult because, you know, there are people who sometimes take advantage of the way the church system works. And good churches are ruined by two or three hypocrites in the right places or wrong yeah. places in this case. But you hear so many times of people who throw aside church because of bad people. And, and that's the thing is what you were saying is you were confused about what he meant when he said, do you believe in church? Because it's a word that has many different meanings. And most people don't understand the true meaning of church. Right. Most people are thinking, oh, that's the building you go to. That's where you go on Sunday, Wednesday, whatever your midweek is, you know, where you go during the week or sometimes only Sunday. 
but it's not the That's service, fact. you know. Only Sunday. Yeah. Sunday morning. Yeah. Only Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah. We, we have a couple guys at our church. They only come on Tuesday night. And they always show up like 45 minutes late. <laughs> it happens. It happens, you know. Uh, but Continue. But, you know, the church was originally started as, you know, they had these churches in different cities. And it wasn't a specific place or building. Though they met there, it was a group of people who are all believing in Christ. And it's all under one church. I was just in a in a youth conference where the, the pastor of the church, after it was over, was talking a little bit, you know, in the mic and exhorting some. And he was saying that sometimes we get caught up in that and of, of this is my church, right? And, and your church is over there. He's like, but we're all in one church. And so if, you know, if, and he mentioned another preacher that was there. If he says that he got 10 saved at his church, I could get upset and say, oh, I wish they got saved in my church. But instead, I'm going to say they did get saved at my church because we're all in the same church. That's my church. Those are, you know, those people are in my church because we all believe the same thing. We're all going to the same place. And, you That's know, that body of Christ. Yeah. yeah. And it's not about the people. You know, it's about who's in charge. It's about who we're the body of. If if you try to say, and what he was saying is technically correct. I mean, because, again, he took it out of context in ways, but, you know, cursed is the man that trusteth in another man. If you're only putting your trust in the pastor of your church, what happens when he's gone? What happens if he either, you know, he goes to heaven or he falls by the wayside where are we going to put our trust after that? Is it the next pastor? Because those things are fallible. You know, we need, to, we need to put our trust in things that are infallible. If we put our trust in God. things that passeth away, you know, moth and rust doth corrupt those things, like the body or, or even the building. If all of a sudden all we rely on is, is the pastor or maybe somebody who, who taught us about God, what do we believe in when those people are gone? We need to trust in something that will never pass away. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Right. If we're trusting the word of God, we're not trusting in a, in a you know, believer. And the church is where you learn about the word of God. And, you know, you do that some in your own time. But I would say there's a lot of things that, you know, Granny knows that I will never know about the Bible. And, you know. But also there'll be things that you'll learn that she'll never, sure. that she will never be able to understand. It's true. And that's why the church is so important is because it's it's a wide collection of people that see different things. My dad's read the Bible upwards of, you know, 50 times at this point. And, and every, every time he reads the Bible, he finds something different. And there's a reason for that. It's because there's so much in that that you can always, you can always eat from that and never, you know, go hungry because there's so much in it. It's a living word. Yeah. And it'll reveal different things to your heart at different times. And if you're trying to build your church experience on anything but the word of God and having God be in your life, then then it will not stand. Right. Well, you got something to say about that? <laughs> you pretty much said all of it. I tried not Who to. Who said all of it? I think Bill said all of it. I did. I did. I tried to stop myself, but sometimes the words keep flowing and, the, and, and it keeps leading into more stuff. I think that's, uh, you know... Uh, I think you're destined to be a preacher, Bill. I'm just saying, because <laughs> when, when you know, whenever I'm, just, I'm not trying to be funny, but I'm just saying, like you know, when when a preacher gets up there and and he's basically has to rely on what he can, what he has to say. Sure. 
the Lord just provides what you need to say. And I think that's what the Lord does with you is he provides things for you to say. And it just all just comes together so completely. It just makes so much sense altogether. You know, if you would have left a little bit of that out earlier, it would have been like, what are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. And I have those moments sometimes in my personal life of just <laughs> I've thought through a hundred things before I said the thing that I thought of and no one else knows all those things. So it gets confusing. But I have said I might be a preacher because I've said before I don't want to be a preacher. And those are usually the people he calls. <laughs> one, yep. Yeah, the people who are like, I'm never going to be a preacher. I, I seen a, I, I seen a picture. Um, there was a, a picture where it has two little like little stores. And uh, one of the stores had preacher called to preach, and the other one had called to pray. And it was, you know, it was just, it was, it was a very like visual aspect of what people believe the Lord is calling them to do. Yeah. You would you believe that the one that said called to preach, the line was out the door all the way around the building, mm. and the one that said called to pray, it was like one person in line. You know, um, God doesn't just call people to preach. He calls yeah. people to pray. He calls people to prophesy. Yeah. He calls people to, to congregate. He calls pe- he's, he's calls people for a lot of different things yes. that, you know, in the church we would think like, wow. You know, he calls people for music. Was it music for in the church? Maybe not. It could be music outside of the church. It could be music that is influencing people to think better, to do things that are glorifying to God. It doesn't have to be churchy music. I don't believe it has to be churchy music. Do you believe it has to be churchy music? I don't think so. I think it's about the state of your heart and and the reason you're playing music. I think think that too. I I think that the Lord gives you... Um, some, uh, gives you a gift, like 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 in the bo- the story in the Bible yeah. where he gives you a talent, and sure. the people that provided this uh, went to go and multiply the talents, came back and the Lord gave Lord gave them abundance. Yes, and then the that one who the one that hid the talent, he didn't do anything with his talent. So let's just say that we're all that we're we're the guy that hid our talent. Sure, let's just say I'm a drummer and I don't drum for it. I just let's just say I just drum for the church. That's it. That talent, that talent is just hidden in the church. Let's just say I just put it there. Sure. I didn't multiply it. Right? I didn't bring go out there and I didn't yeah. do it. You, you know, play at I, other churches or anything. Just I, exactly. I just, just do it for my church, for one church. And I think that that's one of the things about about being called. Um, is when you go out there in the ministry, you you you're called to do to win souls. Can I win people by playing the drums? You know, God, God's and uh, God does impossible things. You know, yes. and I'm pretty sure just by playing the drums, I can, I, the Lord can be, can be like, hey, come on, let's just let's yes. let's, let's worship could, together. You could, you could worship me like him. Yeah, I think I think God uses all different types of talents. You know, but if I was the one that had the talents and multiplied them, and you know, let's just say, hey, let's put a band together and let's try to give the gospel through music that doesn't have to be in the church we can make the gospel out there and we can go yeah. to, we can go out there and do you know a little in concert on the yeah in, in the parking anywhere. lot somewhere we think about preaching you can be called to preach and sometimes you're preaching in a sanctuary and sometimes there are people who are preaching out in the street there are people who are preaching to, into the prisons into the different places that you wouldn't expect but we aren't here to preach to people who are saved no you know, Jesus Great, said that they that are they that are whole need not a physician. Mm-hmm. I don't come for the people who already have the help. I come to help people who need help. And, and sometimes we, right. we look aside on those people and just say, 
well, they need, they need help, but somebody will give it to them. And, you know, we keep walking past. But that goes with anything. I think music, you could absolutely, anywhere you are, God can use you. Amen. And, and you know, and there's different ways to do it, too. Even called to preach, you can be called to pastor. And I would say that that oh. is... I would say that is sometimes more difficult than, than being an evangelist or preaching other yeah, places. You have to deal with the repercussions. You have to continue yeah. to deal with the same problem. And you take on the problems of your church in ways mentally that, that most people don't realize. Yeah. Where everybody, if, if, you know, if people are having problems in their personal life, you wonder, is it, is it my fault? Could I have preached any better to them? Or what can I do for them? And... And not one person without God can't handle that all. I think Brother Michael Papa was was a really good uh, pastor, in in my opinion. Uh, yeah. You know, when it came down to it, it, it he showed me what it was like to be a pastor, and I'm and I I am just only seeing like ten to twenty percent of what he does. Sure. So by no means am I a professional of saying what a pastor is, but you know, dealing with um, with the church there's people in the church who go through things yeah. and um, a lot of times they go through things and they look for someone to, to get help and they go to a pastor and the pastor says hey let's pray about that you know yeah, or hey my is. power bill is due and I don't have any money to pay my bill and you know I'm going to go a whole month without having the, the fridge on and no groceries and all that kind of stuff yeah. The the pastor's there. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna give you some funds to help you with that. You know, I've seen Papa do that a lot in this in yeah. his ministry as far as being in this in Holland City. I've seen that happen, and his and it's a heart of God that he does that. You know, um, it's a pastor, and, that, and like I said, that's only like a ten to twenty percent of what sure. a pastor really does. You know, pastor's coming up with a message. Coming, that's that's a hard on already. Yeah. yeah. What were you gonna say, John? Uh, pastor's that person you can call 4 a.m. on your way to work when your tires flat. Mm -hmm. uh, we've done that. Yeah. You know, uh, we were on the work. We were on the way to work. Uh, I can't remember how long ago it was. We were we were in Bartow. And hey, Bartow. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the the one of the, I can't remember which tire because I was sleeping, but it was <laughs> it went completely flat yeah. in a matter of minutes. Wow. And we knew he was going to be up. We knew what he was doing. He praying, was he probably. was at, he was at the church. He was praying. Yep. Yeah. Does the same thing every morning. Yeah. So dad, you know, my dad called him. Yeah. Hey, pastor, we're broke down side of the road, Bartow. You bring the trailer, pick us up. I'll be there in less than an hour. Yeah. Hey, he was there. He was, and he, he, was, was he was there. He, he was, was tired. Dead. You counted on him, but he was there. I had my, I had my water break in the trailer when I was living here, and that trip that. <laughs> okay, let me. He's not pregnant. <laughs> oh wait, 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 <laughs> I okay okay. There's a moment on, where John on, looked on. over and I had to think through. <laughs> I had to think through some things. We believe we believe in women becoming pregnant. Let's start out with that. Women, oh my biological. God. I am not a they. Okay, <laughs> I am Jose, yeah. not Jose. His his water stopped working. Okay, the line busted open and I and and it was shooting water to the ceiling, guys. Oh, man. Okay, so listen. 
Okay. Right. This this water was shooting to the ceiling, and it was in the middle of the night. I heard a, I heard a pop. I heard a pop, oh, and I no. woke up scared, as in like I there was something going on. And yeah. then, like in the kitchen, it was flooded, in just a, a matter of seconds. Yeah. Um, I walked in there and I was like plop plop plop. <laughs> so I couldn't figure oh, no. out. Uh, yeah, don't you know when your footsteps in yeah. the water? And um, I went and tried to figure out a way to turn the water off and I couldn't. So I went to call yeah. the pastor and I said, "Hey, yeah. uh, water's down and uh, it's going everywhere. It's shooting. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's shooting everywhere. Yeah. So you know, and it was the middle of the night. He woke up. He got out there and he came right over." And assessed everything, and then he was just like, you know, we're gonna get, we're gonna take care of this. That's that's comfort, and that's very like, you know, uh, from a pastor to do that for you. That is very, what's the word? Um, um, comforting. Yeah, and, something like that. And just it reassures you. Yeah, there you go. Reassuring. You know, it's very reassuring well, that he can be there for you. I think one of the greatest analogies when it comes to you know in the Bible is God comparing you know both himself and pastors to being a shepherd because a shepherd has to be there and there is no i'm going to sleep through it at three o'clock in the morning when your sheep are getting attacked by something yeah when that lion comes through over at night and and that sometimes i mean the devil is come as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour sometimes there are things that come against us it could be a water line bursting and you're going to get flooded out of your house you know and and the shepherd is there to be called and i think you know and that's because, you know, our shepherd of the church is following the true shepherd, uh, you know, Jesus, because that's the goal is is to follow his example because he is the perfect pastor amen. to lead and and guide you at all times. Oh, amen. That was, that was good. He's that first line of defense between you and the devil. Yeah. Now, that's not saying that you don't have to pray and to, and to yeah. guard yourself. Because if, if you live off of only what you get at church, I mean, we're only in church. Well, me and Bill go a lot, different churches, but most people are only in church Sundays and, and weeknights. So, like, three services in a week. You're not going to make it on three services. I tried. It failed miserably. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like you need to recharge every day. Yeah. yeah, it's a personal walk every day that you have to do because otherwise it's just, you know... Is trying to get you to those little re- recharge spots, and you're pushing every time trying to get there, and then it's always harder. If you're always recharging, then if you know, we only have a limited amount of time in the service, and sometimes you have good services, sometimes the service isn't for you. Sometimes it's you know a, a singing service, sometimes it's a worshiping service, or the preaching just you just don't feel it in your heart. So if I you're think- not fully recharged. I think you can get yeah. something out of every service, yeah. but not a, a full. Well, you're not going to be able to get a, a, a full charge. I think that was the thing there. about youth camp. When you, when you guys when you youth camp, that was like, you know, first day of youth camp, you know, we're in, and then the second yeah. day of youth camp, the Lord's really moving again. And the third day, and the fourth day, and the fifth day, it's just like I don't want to. I do not want to leave this experience. Yes. You know, if I leave this experience, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know if I'm going to stay with what the experience that I have, or I'm going to drop off, or am, am, will the Lord, you and know, help me? There's a point where youth camp can't help you anymore, where you go uh, and you you lose that getting help from God part. You you yeah. lose the point where 
you get help and you just go to see your friends. You just go sure. to, to see the people you haven't seen in a year. So... I think that's the flesh, though. That's the yeah. flesh part of us. Yeah. But when you're talking about going to youth camp as in, like, spiritually, re, you know, trying to grow you spiritually, you go in there, you're looking for an experience from God. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, 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 and that's what I think when Bill was over, I don't know if you've remembered seeing him on up there when he was talking about coming back from Mount Sinai. Oh, was it Mount Sinai you came back? Yeah. When he went up there, he was just like, when I left, I was just like, I didn't want to leave. Yes. I wanted to stay there. I wanted to have more of that, but I knew I had to come back. You know, I had to come back here. And I think you've been searching for the Lord ever since. You've been following yeah. and looking for every service you could possibly. Following, well, who was it that you sure. were following Following for a long oh, time? Uh, Brother Anthony Swafford. Yeah, he was following them. And then I think oh, it was Brother, Brother Tony Stidham? Yeah, Tony Stidham yeah, for a while. Following, Good following. friend. It was like, really following for like a long time, looking for it. We yeah. followed him to the service he was in. Yeah, and he's, you know, one of my best friends, a great preacher. And, in fact, I was, uh, this is a little not a little off subject, but it was something amazing that happened when it comes to what God can do. I went to this youth conference in the last week, and uh, and I had really prayed through some things that had come up, you know, that, that was was hindering me. And and I, I got out of the service, I, you know, really prayed, and I was sitting down to eat, and and brother Tony Stidham texted me and just said, "Hey brother, just letting you know I'm thinking and praying about you. Sent me some verses about how you can keep going on." And I was like, "Brother, you don't know how much I needed this, <laughs> you know." And I told him what had happened, and he sent, you know, praying the praising the Lord. I, it, it was amazing to see when people really care about you, and they're they're really praying for you. And that's why I try to tell people if something's happening in their lives, I'm like, "I'm praying for you." Partly for them and partly for me, because I always, you know, I grew up not having an amazing prayer life because I was doing church for the ritual, not for the, you know, relationship with God. And, and so sometimes you lose out on that prayer. And the more you, you think, I have to pray for that person, the more you start building up that, you that know. you know. And also it's, it's a, thing that, it's a thing that I struggled with is I would, I would tell somebody, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll pray for you. And then I'd go home and play Xbox. <laughs> it and happens. For completely forget yeah. to pray for that individual. And then I'd see him the next time, and I was like, mm. <laughs> I think I think I think one also one thing about you, Bill, is that um, you it, you have like a preacher's kid mentality. I think that's one thing that was really hard for you, um, because yeah. you know you had Papa and Granny who were preachers of the church, and you had your mother who was a daughter who was a preacher's daughter. You know, and then you're just you're the preacher's grandson. You had that preacher's sure. preacher's kid mentality, and basically, if you don't know what that is, it's you know you kind of resent everything because you growing up with it, being forced to do everything that they do, and you know it's it's hard for you to to grip onto that because of that being forced. Yeah. And it's not yeah. and it's not necessarily being forced by to it. It's just you know it's more or less they want you to to be better they want you to make sure you grow in the lord so it's i don't know how to exactly phrase that but um i think that's one of the mentalities that would really be hard for you sure well you know the bible says train up a child in the way he should go and when he is old he will not depart from it right and so a lot of times with with preacher's kid the problem that people have with it is that when when you're you know when god calls you you feel that and you feel like you need to answer it. But the children don't have that call. 
You also haven't, look, you know, look. they haven't had the call from God saying you're going to be a preacher's child. It's just that's where he's at. Yeah, that's, that's the, but you also have people though. looking up at you. You have people. Sure. You have the people Absolutely. around you. You know, and like, and you. I don't. I don't think that you can. You can get away from it. Like no, the people no, that are, really. the people that know that your grandfather is a preacher, or the people that know that your dad is a preacher of the yeah. church. You know, they look at you and say, "Hey, you gonna do the same thing." Right. You know, are you going to follow that same footsteps? Yeah. And it's the same for me and, and my pa- my pastor's mom, my uncle. But it's the same thing. They look at him and they're like, well, you're, you're, <laughs> my, cousin, my cousin, he accepted the call to preach uh, a while back. Uh, and, and there was, there was a lot of pressure on him. He acted like there wasn't because he's kind of arrogant sometimes, but. And but now, if you look at him, he's he's barely even in church anymore. He comes and he sits in the sound booth and watches Family Guy every service. So <laughs> I'm sure everybody who's listening to this knows I what know. that is. So yeah, at least not, not everybody, but most people. Testimony know. services happening right now, <laughs> right? Well, hey, listen to this, guys. It isn't yeah. the Family Guy. Yeah, I, we're not. We're not supporting any of that. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think that. It, I don't think it was implied that we do. I think no, it's just funny that he's mentioning the podcast. It's, it's just funny. It so is so funny. You would not do that. We don't do that. We <laughs> don't do just that. Just kiss, John. We, <laughs> we don't do we're, that. We're in the world, but not of it. Hey, there you go, Bill. We know Say that again. <laughs> we're in the world. We're not of it. There you go. Point taken, guys. Sorry, my apologies. We just because we it grow up in a world and we choose to watch things when we, you know, before we chose to be Christians. It doesn't matter, you know. We don't choose to do partake in those things now. Hopefully, but you know, you, you know, uh, there's this, there's this old saying. It's also, I think it's actually a song. You know, I once was lost in sin till Jesus took me in. Yeah, you know, it's, right. it's it's real. It's it's the truth. It's you know, we, we 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 live a life that that you know we wouldn't look to today and say, hey, that was that was a good thing. You know that. Yeah. You know, we we look back at our life and we're like, man, we changed a whole lot. That we was came stupid. up. You know that that, yeah. that you know yeah exactly that was stupid back then. What was I doing back then? You would have looked back at yourself. You would have been like, you know, I wouldn't think anything different. But and it's crazy. It's crazy. The amount of space that is back then can be back then three months yesterday. It, well, maybe not yesterday, but what did you do yesterday? Day by day uh, walk, really. really. Yeah, day by day walk. Yeah. So so what I meant was it could be a short period of time. Which, in that time, you you know you were saved and you grew in the Lord, and you look back, you know, yeah. three months ago, like that guy from youth camp that had just recently gotten saved. Sure. And was, he was going around. He was like, you know, this is what I used to be. He was within showing a, everybody within a week, and we had had a discussion. And he's he's a fantastic guy, but there was you know you're talking to him at the beginning of the week, like oh, there's some things we're gonna <laughs> have to work on. With this guy. <laughs> some, he's because you know saying where you came from is one thing. But it was very much like, like he was almost proud of it. Yeah, it was boastful of just like, look at me, look at me getting held up by three people, yeah, super like, drunk, I was super drunk. Yeah, and look at me getting in a literal fight where I knocked a person out, like and almost killed this guy. And you're like, whoa, what's going on? And you, then, in a week, not even a not, week, not even a week, like four days, three to four days, <laughs> he comes in dressed up for church, fully shaved. He looked, he, he got such a blessing that week. I told him, I got his number. And I was like, text me when you get the Holy Ghost. Because <laughs> that's what, he got so much help. And it was something that all of us had prayed for because you see those people, but he had had no experience growing up in church. They just happened to meet him a couple weeks earlier 
on the side of a road at the scene of a car accident yeah. and invited him to church. He happened to come, got saved. And then you saw during that week him just get those things worked out. And it takes time. There's some things that go immediately, and there's some things right. you have to just you have to just scrub it away sometimes My and get it out of your life. My pastor always says Rome wasn't built in a day. Did you say Rome? Rome. Oh. Care to elaborate? <laughs> yeah, go elaborate on that one. I hear that. Put your microphone up to your mouth. I want to hear you say that again. It's funny. Rome wasn't built in the day. That's just, <laughs> yeah. that's, just, that's just what my pastor always said. Yeah. It, it is know, true. It's, 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 it's what he means is. by that is that it's, it's like Bill said earlier, it's a day-to-day walk. It's, you're not going to just to the mountaintop. You've sure. got to climb up the mountain. Well, you have years of building up bad habits right. that, that have to be broken. And, and it's, I mean, the blood can wash away all sin. But it's, you know, sometimes it can't wash away the memory of that. And and the devil will do his best to try to remind you of it. And I was at that same youth camp. There was a guy talking about how he loved music. And he was like, and it's a struggle because I'll just be walking in a store. And I can't remember the words to uh, I'm in a new world to save my life when we're in church. Mm-hmm. But anytime these old songs come on, I haven't heard them in years. I could sing every word to you. And I was like, oh, it's, the devil is powerful with music. Knows the it's song as soon as he hears it. I yeah. do the same thing. Yeah, It's, it's a struggle. It's a little bit of a scar that sin leaves on yeah. you where you always have to try to push that back and keep every thought in subjection. You know, back to what you said about, you know, being cleaned up um i don't know you you i don't know how long how much time you spend on instagram facebook or whatever you whatever social media you guys choose to listen to or watch um but there was this pastor who was talking to a whole crowd of people in the church and i was just questioning what he was saying and if i just if i even believed what he said because i was just like i'm not sure but he said um, you know, being saved, do I have to stop doing all these things? You know, and uh, he used an example. He said, hey, I'm a smoker. Um, if I want to be saved, do I have to stop smoking? And the pastor looked at him and says, no. And I'm just like, I'm curious. What do you mean by that? So after that, he just, he he says, he says, Everybody in this in this in this auditorium is looking at me crazy, but it's the truth. He says the guy said again, if I am I want if I want to be saved, do I have to stop smoking weed? And the guy was just like, no, you don't. The guy says, first thing, do you have to get clean to get in the shower? Oh man, I'm gonna tell you what. Let me tell you That's what. Great. That was like the best analogy so I have good. heard in so long. It's yeah. you know, and with this church culture, and I'm I'm gonna say that I'm gonna say that lightly because sure. there is a church culture, but I don't want to say that and make it seem like we're in a church culture. No. But with church culture, there is a lot of times where, you know, we believe come as you are, and some people don't believe in that. Yeah. Some people, they say, you don't want me to come as you are. You want me to come as you are. Yes. You know, and they say, they say like, you know, this, Bill, I don't know how many times where people have come to our church as a guest yeah. and they felt so uncomfortable because they were wearing something that they that we don't wear. Sure. You know, um, yes. and, you know, how many times that's happened? It's happened a lot. But we don't mind 
the Bible doesn't say has you have to come clean. Oh, you know, right. you don't have to come clean right away. The the Jesus didn't just hang out with clean people, that people that weren't no. sinners. No, he didn't. He clean he, he hung out with sinners. He hung out with with people that weren't, you know, righteous. Right. He hang he, he came to seek and to save that which was lost. Yes. So when you come into when you go into a church you know, a lot of times that whole thing of come as you are, you know, they believe you don't want me to come as I am. You want me to come as you are. So, you know, but we have to really be light with them. We know we have to really be careful of not trying to push what we want in them, but let them ease ease. Like, you know, the Lord will cleanse you little by little. You know, he'll take away anything. If like, like Brother Michael, when he was on um, you know, he was getting saved. He was saved in a truck, in a pickup truck, but he was getting ready to put tobacco in his smoking pipe, you know, but he just said, you know, the Lord talked to him and said, throw out the window, you know, and he just threw out the window. But the the second he threw out the window, he wanted to look back and see where it was at, where where it was going. So he could turn around. Yeah. And the devil told him, the devil told him, look around where you dropped it. You can't live without that. Yeah. And then the, and the Lord said, don't look left. Don't look right. Don't look back. Yeah. Just keep going. And, 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 you know, the little by little, the Lord's going to clean you. So yes. that's why that pastor, when he said that, I was so, like, confused and so dumbfounded. I was just like, how could you tell somebody that if they want to get saved, they can't, they don't have to stop smoking. But the reality is, once you're starting to get saved, that stuff starts to clean itself out of you. Yes. Just like when, when my dad got saved the, the first time, um... I wasn't there, but I was told that when he when he came up off the altar and he raised his hands, uh, smoke came off his palms. Wow! So so, cause I guess he had like slipped out and had been smoking during the service. He thought so. Or he... Well, I guess that's that's what was what had been happening was during church, because he came for like several several weeks, right, uh, right. months before, and he would he would go out during service. And smoke a cigarette. Well, he come down to the altar and he put his hands up, and the the, the nicotine and stuff came off his uh, came out of his, his system, and he was wow. like he, like he didn't have uh, withdrawals or like any negative side effects. That is side amazing. Effects. That's insane. Sometimes it's like that. I think if God wants you to stop, He will help you stop. And I think if you're trying to do it by your own power, there's going to be problems. I mean, you got withdrawals, but you have that with a lot of things. Uh, ca- trying to get off caffeine, they contain. You know, there's withdrawals to that, and mm-hmm. it's sometimes just as dangerous as as the thing yeah. you're doing. Yeah, and, and you got to be careful with that. But you're absolutely right. I mean, you look at people in the church now not wanting anybody who doesn't look exactly like them, and they kind of turn up their nose a little bit at it. But the you know you know who else did that is is the the Sadducees and Pharisees. Jesus is yeah. in the house, you know, you know with how well they went for with, them. Yeah, with well, he's in the house with Matthew, Matthew the publican, and the only people he can invite that are his friends are the lowest dregs of society. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is in that environment, but it's not because right. he wants to be; it's because he needs to be there. Amen. And the and all the Pharisees are trying to find out where he is, and they look at them, why is he eating with sinners? Why is he hanging out with sinners? And and that's the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which is lost, and that's the point. If we're going to turn up our nose, that's not what Jesus did. We're not being Christ-like. We shouldn't go and find those people out and, and hang out with them willingly. I mean, we shouldn't hang out with sinners for, for the sake of that. But, you know, if, if a sinner is around us and we can witness to him, absolutely. 
Amen. That's, that's right. the that's the goal of being a Christian. And and at this point, you don't have to be a missionary to a different country to witness, because no. this this world right now is slowly slipping further and further away from the foundation they were that it was placed on. I think the I think the whole gist of this whole conversation. I think it's um, about being turned around, um, repentance. Um, and I'm, I don't know. What do you think? What do you think we should title this podcast? Because it's just, this sounds like we're talking about you know being turned from where where we used to be to where we are now. You know, like we started off talking about where where we came from in church, yeah. and then we go to a guy who says, "Hey, do you believe in church?" And then all of a sudden, we're talking about being transformed in the church. So I don't know. Is it is it like? What should we what should we what should we title this? I mean, I know we're gonna title it episode one, but what what should be the name titled of it? I don't know. I I thought you know that that part of the thing with with repentance is that what you were talking about about all the things, the bad habits that you have, smoking, smoking weed, all the drugs, all of that will go away. And I think that the first step is repentance. And then after comes a relationship with God. Right. So, you know, repentance to relationship, something along those lines of, you know, once you have a relationship, it doesn't really matter, you know, about which church you go to when it comes to the people. It's it's about finding the right one for sure. And the Bible says, you know, forsake not the assembling together of, of yourselves. You should right. be going to church. Yeah, that's just like my pastor. He got saved in a, in a Baptist church. Yeah. And he found out the right way through yeah. through a while of reading the Bible. And pray. If you're having a relationship where you're reading and praying, then the Lord will reveal himself and and show you where you need to go. He won't leave right. you in a spot where you're like, I don't know, this is wrong. You know, I don't think this is right. If you're really studying and trying to figure out what the Lord wants, then you know, you see people who get stuck all the time on on the littlest things of the verses and sometimes they don't see the full context you're like how can you how can you believe that how can you believe that you know that that you all this stuff about the holy ghost isn't real anymore and you see all this stuff you know the baptist they don't believe in speaking in tongues some and you're like how do you because it's there but it's because it's it's you're reading it but you're not really letting the Lord open himself up to you and re and reveal the full extent of what he wants. Reading and not understanding. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So, be ye transformed by renewing of your of your mind. Yeah. I think, uh, I think this is, I, I'll, I don't know, give me a thumbs up if you think of it, or say yeah, because I don't know, they can't see a thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, but the art of transformation I mean that's basically that's, what that would kind of like a lot of it about, a lot of what we're talking about yeah i think that's a really good yeah. i think it's a really good uh well, like either that. that or the church's role in repentance church's role in repentance because they oh, do have yeah a, we did talk about how the they church do have a role in that but it's how much do you make it that role because i you know i remember the church i got saved in but it wasn't i could have gotten saved in any church i could have yeah. gotten saved with anybody preaching and you don't even have to have preaching to be saved. Yeah, people have. Done I don't it. think so either. I mean, so I think. Listen, we when you get saved in a service. Listen, I look back, 2010, and July 25th. Ago. Huh? That was a long time ago. Yeah, July July 25th, <laughs> 2010. That's when I got saved. There was no preaching that night. 
there was none whatsoever. We had the junior choir, we had the senior choir. The senior choir took off, and then we didn't have no senior choir up there, but there were senior choirs still singing. And it was just going on. So then, next thing you know, because there was no senior choir, they had the, 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 the choir leaders go up there, and they were singing. And then yeah. they, the Lord moved on them, and then everybody was on in, 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 sure. the, in the floor just, yeah. you know, really worshiping God. And uh, I'm telling you, that night, you're absolutely right. You don't need preaching to be saved. Nope. You just no. need the moving of the Holy Ghost and the, and the power of God to be there. Yeah, and the moving of the Holy Ghost uh, reminded me somehow. My, uh, my, my pastor's wife got the Holy Ghost in their back bedroom. Wow, yeah. yeah. So, and then my pastor tells the story on a regular basis. She would be praying and, in the bedroom, and, and he would go in the living room. Because wow. she got the, she was saved yeah. and got the Holy Ghost before him, so he couldn't stand it. Oh yeah. So she'd yeah. be in the, they'd be in the bedroom and, and and she'd be praying and he'd go in the living room and she'd come out in the living room and he'd be, she'd be praying and he'd go in the kitchen. Was that the same thing with Papa? Kind of <laughs> yeah. like the same thing. It was. Kind of like the same thing. It's because the devil can't stand not being able to understand what the Holy Ghost says. Yeah. He was, Granny was saved and baptized with the holy ghost and fire the same night and ever that's, since have been as ever what since a blessing that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and ever since i've had the holy ghost and when uh they when he got saved he was looking for seeking the holy ghost and it, it was hard for him but you know one night bedside prayer was it bedside prayer that he said well he dreamed dream about speaking in tongues and he wasn't and, sure and then a couple nights later they were praying by the side of the bed and granny looks over and says, do you have the Holy Ghost? And he's like, I don't, I don't think so. And he, he goes, so. you were praying in tongues. You were speaking in tongues. <laughs> and that's he great. had no idea. And, like, and I think sometimes that's how some people need to be. <laughs> sometimes we put too much on ourselves of, I need to be doing this, or if I don't lift my hands this high, I won't get it. And sometimes it's and if, just... And if you, if you know, don't do a certain thing in church. Yeah. I think that's what, I think that me and you, Bill, I don't know, I don't know how... Um, and John, I don't know if you have the Holy Ghost or not, but I've been really seeking for the Holy Ghost, and yes. you know, um, I don't know. It's it's. I'm gonna share something with you guys. Sure. It's very. Um, it's been closed for a long time. I haven't spoken about it, but um, no, no, we don't have to cut it out. I'm just gonna go ahead and share it because it's it'll be part of that and it'll be open. That's right. But um, so. I have I have found out that I have ADHD, and okay, being yeah. that I have ADHD, I have struggled with it for a long time before I found out that I had it. Um, and it was a couple of youth camps ago that I really, really, really got bothered by it. And I had a friend of mine, brother um, Brandon Blevins, who's basically a really good mentor to me. He was a he's, great. he's a really good mentor to me. I'm telling you, every time I go over there and I see him, we're like the best of friends all the time. Yes, you know, um, but. I went to him and confided in him, and I told him exactly what I felt. Every time I go down there and try to pray for the Holy Ghost, I feel distracted. I feel like I cannot focus in on the Holy Ghost. I cannot yeah. focus in on getting close yeah. to God. And I still have that same struggle tonight. You know, if I go to try to pray, I get that same distraction. I'm praying to the Lord to get that off of me. You know, I've been praying sure. that the, cause the devil will use right. anything yes, to absolutely. keep you away from getting the gift that you, that God wants right. you, that God wants you to have. And sure. I know that the devil 
devil is doing that. I'm trying to ask for the Lord to just take that away from me. So if you guys would just help me pray for that. Sure, be, that's, that's something that I really, really <laughs> am needing. I'm right. really needing that Holy Ghost so I can... Because if this podcast, Bill and John, yeah. if this podcast can get any better, wouldn't it get better with the Holy Ghost? Absolutely. So I think that's what I All think. Right. I think that will be exactly what I need, Bill. I think sure. we should be praying for that. Absolutely. I would love, you know, for it to be entirely Holy Ghost led, and it, it would help us all so much in in so many different ways. And I think, you know, that that it's harder to get it now and i think it has to do with all the amount of distractions that are in our world on we have phones basis. nowadays that we can just go and look at just and yeah. get distracted by that for yeah. amounts of hours and not know? even yeah. not even looking at it just uh, praying in your personal time and you get a text message bing yeah yep what was and that? then all of a sudden you're out of yeah, the spirit and, and of prayer you, and then you well i might need to, that might be important yeah i might need sure. to check that 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 could be work well hey let's uh let's start wrapping this up um, sure. Bill, do you have any uh, last-minute thoughts, or you want to say something that's uh, uh, on your on your mind? I think I, all I really want to say is just that I I appreciate the ability to have honest conversations with people, and if that ever goes away, right. the world is in a horrible spot. Because if we're not able to communicate with each other, even if we disagree. And we may disagree on something during this podcast, and we may have fun with that disagreement or whatever, but if we do, we can talk it out. It's not going to be like all of right. a sudden we're like, well, you're gone. I'm yeah. never going to do this again. Know. Right. You know, you it's just we have to communicate out. and talk out our differences, and some of that is is having to know what the Word of God says about it. Because right. mm-hmm. if you can communicate that, we've done a lot of that. You mm-hmm. know, just different Bible verses come up that apply to the situation. Where you can say, okay, boom, you know, this this is not me. I'm not doing this. Right. This is the word of God that right. says that it'll never go away. And if we can help, you know, through this and communicate to the world that, then, you know, his words aren't going to pass away. And, and what we say to somebody, they may not use it right then, but right. it won't go out of their heart. Right. They'll remember that. Yeah, it'll be a seed planted. Yes, absolutely. You have any last minute thoughts, John? You want to just kind of share something? I think we're pretty much good from for me at least. All right. <laughs> well, that's gonna wrap it up for this podcast in the back room of the sanctuary, uh, where the conversation happens. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next podcast. Thanks, Thanks for man. joining, guys. <laughs>